1: And now, here's your host.
0: Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, you may hear in my voice that I sound a little different today, and I was going back and reviewing some of my podcasts from previous. Years from the late May, early June time frame. and I've discovered that I seem to have an allergy uh, due to everything coming into bloom this time of year. And I always seem to get this sort of Barry White, maybe uh, Darth Vader voice going on here. So uh, it's kind of fun. It makes a, I have a little fun with it. I called my wife the other day, and she actually didn't recognize my voice when I called. I thought that was kind of funny. But anyway, uh, that's the way it goes. You can hear it in my voice, and I'll just kind of push through it and get this podcast out. On my last podcast. I talked about uh, going to Disney World with my daughter and going to the Animal Kingdom specifically, and it got me to thinking about all the field trips that I took over the years going to the Disney resorts and, you know, mainly the Magic Kingdom, of course, and it was kind of fun, and I, I kind of wanted to think back on it and kind of share some memories with you. Now, as you may be aware, the uh, Magic Kingdom opened in 1971. Well, you're probably aware of that. What you may not be aware of is that I was uh, actually uh, five years old at the time. And um, so I was in kindergarten when uh, the Magic Kingdom opened. And I went shortly after that. I think I went early in 72, if I'm not mistaken. That's my recollection of it anyway. With my parents, we took that, uh, that trip up there. And um, it was really cool. It was one of those amazing experiences that really just kind of set it in motion. It's something that I was really interested in and it was fascinating to me and it was more than theme park and amusement park. It was something more immersive and it was much more fun and there was a certain thrill in going there. And uh, we went many times as a family over the years. Uh, we went at least once a year, every year from 72 until uh, until I graduated from high school in 84. So we went, we went pretty much every year and it was... Uh, several trips sometimes during the year we'd go once you know like in the fall and we'd go once during the summer and the summer trips were always kind of fun you'd go for three or four days and you'd stay at one of the um the resort hotels maybe the contemporary or the polynesian and you'd hang out there and you would go in the in the magic kingdom and you'd spend all your time in the magic kingdom then maybe you'd go over and you'd hit river country or you'd go and uh or by the time that uh, uh the disney village marketplace opened up in 1975 you'd go over there for part of the day it was really kind of fun. There was a lot of things to do, though it wasn't quite the same as it is today with the plethora of things to do. But we'd spend hours and hours and hours in the Magic Kingdom. We'd see the same attraction over and over and over again, but it was so awesome. And there was some you know fun that came along with that. And so you know that's how I got a lot of my trips in. But every year, starting in, I believe it was fifth grade, we, I went every year, uh, except for one, with my school. My parents would drive me over to the school at about 5 o'clock in the morning, so it's still dark out. Typically, the time of year was early spring, uh, so it would be like February, March, something like that typically. And we'd be there and hanging out, watching the buses sit there. You know, they're just getting started. The bus drivers are drinking their coffee. And you're kind of just enjoying the moment here. You have this, this anticipation of going to Disney World. For, you know, for the one or two days before, you and your friends, maybe even a week before, you and your friends were talking about all the things you were going to do, all the attractions you were going to hit, all the things you were going to have fun with. And you would just have fun talking about it. And there was a certain thrill and just the excitement of it. So you'd be there at 5 o'clock in the morning. The buses are lined up. It's still dark out. The lights are on on the buses. And all, there's the hubbub. The parents are all tired, but you're like so excited because you're going to Disney World. And so we'd get on the bus and the bus would pull out, and, you know, 515, 530, something like that. And about midway along, somewhere around, I guess, you know, somewhere up by where Yeehaw Junction is in that area. I can't remember what the Canoe Creek um, Service Plaza may be. You'd, uh, you'd have a stop and it'd be a quick break just to stretch your legs, go to the bathroom and then uh, have, a, you know, 15 minutes to just kind of hang out. And we'd, you know, we'd hit whatever restaurants were there, the little buffet restaurants that were there at the rest stop along the turnpike. Have a little fun with it we 'd all be having a great time you know it 's like this this one more moment of anticipation because you 're sitting next to your bus buddy, but when you actually get off the bus, you see all your friends and you get a chance to chat for one more time before you get to the park and then you uh, you get back on the bus, so you know this is about you know seven thirty in the morning or so you 're stopping you get back on the bus, you head up, and you 'd arrive around nine or nine thirty somewhere in that range, so you know the park is just opening. When we were going to the Magic Kingdom, we would always go to the Transportation and Ticket Center, and we would pull up behind the Transportation and Ticket Center to the bus parking lot there. And that was always kind of cool because we were in that bus parking lot. They'd uh, hand you a slip to tell you which bus you were on, what bus slot you were in, so that way when you came back, you knew which bus to get on. So they'd hand that to you, and you put it in your pocket and walk off. Go up to Guest Relations right there at the end of where the uh, Transportation and Ticket Center is. So you have the ticket windows, and then off to the side, there's a little window uh, kind of between there and where the um, – oh, what's that building now? It used to be the Kennel Club uh, where they'd have the, uh, the dog kennel, but it's a different building now. I can't think of what it is now. Uh, lost and Found, that's what it is. And you, um, you would go to the little uh, customer service window there, the guest relations window, and they'd pick up all the tickets, and then they'd hand them out to you. Now, this was back in the day, you know, early on, it was back in the day when they had the uh, ABC tickets. So you'd have the, uh, the entry ticket, you have the monorail ticket, and you'd have your, your uh, ABC tickets. So they'd give you a book of tickets, and that was, that was uh, part of the price of going. So early in the time I went up there, I, I got to imagine that the price was no higher than like $15 or $20. The main cost of it was the bus, and you'd, you'd take the bus up. And that was the that was your primary driver of cost because the the ticket book was only like seven or eight dollars. I mean, it wasn't that that much for the main ticket book. And you take a few extra bucks with you. Your parents would give you a little extra money so you could buy some extra ticket books. So you could buy some of the extra uh, entry tickets if you wanted to ride on something again because the ticket books only came with the A through E tickets. And if you wanted more, you had to you had to purchase them. But they weren't expensive. It was like I think the maximum was like a dollar or something. Anyway, so you'd go through. And uh, you'd head off and get in the monorail. And this was the old-style old, old style monorail with the, uh, the seating. They'd have the pneumatic doors that would open and you'd crawl across to your seat and you'd ride over to the Magic Kingdom. And it was so much fun, that anticipation in that moment. When you're in the monorail, you see it pull in, you get in, you ride over, and you go over to the Magic Kingdom. Now, on my fifth grade trip, uh, they, they had everyone stay together or the whole group stayed together. So we were just as a group. We were, you know, we went in, we were with one teacher, you know, the whole group stayed together for the day. We did different things. It was kind of, it was fun. Uh, by the time I got to be in sixth grade, they let us break up into groups. You had to pair up with at least two people. You could do more. You could do four six, whatever, but you had to do at least two people in a group and have a buddy with you. So we'd go off and we'd do the you know the buddy system, we'd hang out, you know, you pick your best friend, you go off. Maybe sometimes you'd hit up with a couple of friends, maybe sometimes there's a group of four, and you'd go off and you'd do some fun things, and you just go around from attraction to attraction. And you'd have your day planned. And you'd just have so much fun, then you'd stop over and get something to eat. We used to go to uh, where the friar's nook is now, that used to be a pizza place, and that was one of our favorite places to have lunch every single time we were there. You'd just go over and you know, grab a couple slices of pizza. Uh, Actually, actually maybe it was more like a personal pizza, as I recall now. But anyway, that was one of the places. The other one was over at the Tomorrowland Terrace. Um, They used to have hot dogs and hamburgers there, of course, because everybody had hot dogs and hamburgers, and we used to go there a lot too. So you'd go there, you'd have a little fun, you'd tool around for a while, ride all the attractions you could. And uh, you had to usually, typically there was a meet-up at some point. Uh, After we got to sixth grade, you had to meet up um, at, I want to say it was like, Maybe it was twice during the day, it was like eleven and two or something like that. There was a meetup point at the in front of the castle. So we'd all have to go over there and meet up and see the teacher, make eye contact. So then we were still there. We hadn't run off or anything. And then we'd be free to go off again. And then at the other time, the other appointed time we'd come over and do it. Might have actually been later. Eleven and two might not be right. It might have been like you know one and four or something like that. But it was there was a couple of times that you had to go and you had to meet up with the with the teacher and make eye contact. And then you go off and you'd run around and you'd have more fun for a while. And typically the bus would leave between 6 and 7. So about 6 or 6.30 you'd head out and you get back on the bus and uh, take the bus back. They'd make one stop on the way back, same thing, about halfway through. And then you'd get home about 10 o'clock at night or so, 10.30, something like that. And uh, it was it was really pretty fun. It, you know, it felt like long days, and it really was. But you know, we weren't driving, so kind of kind of interesting. And we'd always fall asleep on the bus ride home because it was just you know so much uh, so much energy used throughout the day, and it was really kind of fun. So that was kind of the story of the trips. Now in fifth grade, like I said, we all had to stay together as a group. In sixth grade, they let us go off in our own little individual groups. So me and my best friend went off, and we did some things. And we met up with some other groups along the way. And uh, we had some fun just kind of hitting up different attractions and whatever. One of the places that we enjoyed going was the uh, Frontierland Shooting Gallery. Uh, it was kind of a fun little thing. You know, you're, you're not really shooting anything at anything. It's all these uh, laser-pointed air, laser air rifle things that you were doing. And uh, we'd have some fun shooting up the things that were there. By the time we finished sixth grade, we figured out that there was an even better game center over in the Contemporary. So what we would do is, at a certain point during the day, we would actually take the monorail, head over to the Contemporary, and actually go play in their game center. And there was a shooting gallery there, plus a ton of video games that were just so much fun. So we'd spend maybe an hour in there just playing around and playing, shooting the shooting gallery, playing the video games, doing some other things, and just hanging around. And that was actually kind of fun. It's one of those more memorable things. We actually left the park to go over there for about an hour and just have fun. It was uh, it was entertaining, and I remember uh, Ross and I we we just we just hang out, and it was it was like a blast. It was one of those things. It was just really a, a good time. And then we'd come back and join up with our friends again. They and we'd say something about having left and gone to the contemporary, and they'd be like, "You did what?" Because it was just you know unfathomable that we'd leave the Magic Kingdom, but we made our assigned time, so everything was fine. Then we figured out there was a little food court down there by eighth grade, and we ate food there too, so that was kind of fun. Uh, and I think in eighth grade, we talked a couple of other kids going to go over with us into going over with us to the, uh, the contemporary and having some fun there. And of course, by eighth grade, you know, now you're a a teenage, an early teenager. So, you know, hormones are kicking in. So now you're trying to, you know, find the girl you're going to be with. It's not just about hanging out with your friends. You want to hang out with some girls too. So you kind of mix and match a little bit. And, um, that was interesting, you know you 'd have the little rivalries over certain girls and you know whatever it was just silly you know teenage stuff, but it was fun, and it you know it's kind of memorable in its own way that we'd sit there and we'd you know try and um, pick up our friends, basically you know like like we're real boyfriend and girlfriend kind of thing. It was just kind of funny, you know just an amusing thing you do as a teenager and uh, it was kind of a kind of fun to, fun to remember now I, I, remember, I reflect on it kind of fondly, so that was uh you know sixth, seventh, and eighth we did that. By ninth grade, I went to a high school that uh, most of my friends didn't go to, but I had a couple of friends that were still where, there with me, and we were doing the same thing. I think we may have actually left a little bit later to go to the Magic Kingdom, as I recall. It was, may, we may have left at like seven in the morning instead of five in the morning, but it was, still, uh, it was still an interesting trip up there. The one thing I remember that was different, there were a couple of kids who were on the bus who were uh, I'll just say they were the stoners, right? So they had some things with them that probably weren't uh, age appropriate, probably weren't right, and you know they were getting themselves wasted, and it just sort of changed the nature of my thought about Disney because I was still the little kid who wanted to go to Disney, and they were being, you know, these kids who really thought it was really cool to you know get stoned and get wasted and go into Disney World and go into the Magic Kingdom, and I couldn't understand that. I couldn't understand that difference, um, why kids wanted to be that way. It, that's never who I was and I always just saw the magic and wonder of all of it and it was kind of fun for me but these kids went off they had um, what they considered a good time and I was having my best time I, I had one friend I hung out with for the day we went over now one thing I remember about him he had taken up cigarette smoking and I couldn't gather I couldn't just couldn't deal with that so I'm like why don't you just stand here and have a cigarette and I'll go over there and have some fun and I'll come back and get you in 20 minutes and I did that and it you know just because it, it was like why would you waste your time doing that when we're having fun but that was him so whatever so we he did that uh we did whatever we had a we had a good time i think we had to meet up with our um teachers at one point during the day i think it was maybe only one point uh we were there and i had my fun we had a good time it wasn't quite as much fun as it had been with my older friends from you know middle school but it was still fun i still had a good time and then i heard about what happened apparently a couple of the kids who had gotten a little bit wasted went a little too far in some things, and they like um, I, I, the story the story never really came out as being the accurate story, but what I gather from it was a couple of them accosted Minnie Mouse and picked her up and threatened to um, throw her in some water somewhere. I think it was down by where the uh, uh, the water is in front of the castle, the moat in front of the castle i think that 's where they were going to throw her and they they threatened to throw her in there i don 't think they actually did, but security was called they were arrested. Several of the, um, uh, the teachers had to go and bail, basically bail them out and take them out of the park and wait for the rest of us to be done. We went back to uh, our homes, and our school was banned from going to Disney. Great, right? So it was just one of those things where you know, I got kind of screwed, I'll say, because some other people were being stupid. And it was just kind of dumb. You know, it was one of those things where you go, really? How did that happen? So that would have been uh, nineteen, early nineteen eighty one, I think, when that happened. So that was my freshman year in high school. So we didn't go at all as a high school in eighty one into the early part of eighty two because we couldn't. We weren't allowed to. We were banned for. I think they, you know, they. Re, I think they rescinded the ban sometime like four or five years later, but we weren't allowed to go. So. Uh, I went with some friends. I think, we went, I think we went on a family trip with another family is the way it worked out. There was two families that went up together. So I was there with a friend but not really there with a friend, if that makes any sense at all. And it was kind of fun. You know, we had, we had some fun anyway. That was my sophomore year in high school. Not the same, but it was still fun. You know, it wasn't a school-sponsored trip. Uh, and that reminds me. You know, There were other times that I went up somewhere in that same range where you know, I'd go with another relative. Some relative would go, I want to go to Disney World. Do you want to go? And we'd just go for the day. And it was just a, a glorious time where it was very different. You know, so inexpensive to get in. It was so much fun. We just go for the day basically, and there was no, you know, there was no, there was nothing around it. There was no trappings. It was just go and have fun. It was great. Um, so anyway, my junior year, things changed. Um, in my junior year, uh, we had a science club. And the science club was very interested in going and checking out Epcot, which had just opened. Now, I was at Epcot on opening day, and it was really cool. I enjoyed it thoroughly. But I was the only one in the science club that, that had gone. So we were talking about it, and we go, we should make a trip to Epcot. So we actually managed to convince Disney to let us go as a small group, not as a school group, as the science club. So it was like one van full of kids. It was like maybe 12 or 15 kids and the science teacher. And we took a trip up there, and it was the same kind of a trip. We got up at, you know... Five o'clock in the morning, we met up, at the, uh, met up at the school parking lot, we got in a van, and we all rode up to, uh, to Disney World. And it was a, it was a fun time, because this time we did Epcot instead. It was the first time I did Epcot as a school trip, and it was really cool, because it was just a small group of us who were really interested in the science and the nature of what Epcot was and what it stood for. And so we kind of explored it through those eyes. You know, you look at it through that lens, in the early days of Epcot, you know, this was maybe three or four months after it opened, we're up there... Because it must have been a little bit more than that. Uh, it was probably in February or so that we went, so about five months after it opened. And we're there, and we're looking at it through the lens of students trying to see what the world is really all about, and what science is, and what technology they're bringing us. And it was cool. It was a really fun adventure going through there and exploring the parks, the park, and just kind of checking it out, seeing the countries for really the first time. Even though I'd been there with my family, it was seeing them through a different lens and really kind of enjoying it. Now. Me, at that point, having been the only veteran, I could tell a few things about things that I had seen and some things that maybe were worthwhile and some maybe that weren't. And I think I filled in, I did, between the two trips, I did everything there was to do that was open at the time. So I saw pretty much everything. Of course, I couldn't have eaten at all the restaurants, but at least I saw everything that was open. And it was cool. It was really neat. And we got in the van and drove home and we probably left, I'm going to say, around 7 or 7.30 again, drove home. And I remember talking to my teacher the whole way back. And uh, it was funny. At the end, he said to me, hey, thanks for talking to me the whole way home. and just helped make, keep me alert. I was like, huh, hadn't really thought about it. But now that I look back on it, I think about that sometimes when I take the drive because, you know, as you get a little older, it gets a little harder to make that three and a half hour drive, three and a half hours-ish drive, especially after you're tired with a day in the park. So it was kind of neat. You know, I I just remember that as one of those moments. And we talked about what it was. And we spent a week or so going over the things that we had seen from a scientific perspective, the things that Epcot brought and what we talked about. You know, I I distinctly remember going into the land pavilion and doing the living with the land because uh, it was, excuse me, it would have been listen to the land at that time. And we did the uh, listen to the land. And that was one of the more interesting things because it talked about some uh, approaches, novel approaches to producing crops and that was just kind of an interesting scientific endeavor, and it was so detailed, and there were so many things. We asked questions while we were going along, because it was the guided tour. They still had the guide on board the boat at that point, so it was really pretty neat. So that was my uh, my sophomore year was really uh, I'm sorry that would have been my junior year. Uh, that was really pretty cool, and it was that was neat. And then my senior year, we still weren't allowed to go back as a school, but. Disney did allow us to go to grad night as long as we met certain criteria and we were able to behave ourselves and we would be watched closely and whatever. So we did grad night. And uh, that would have been at the end of my senior year, uh, around this time of year. It was uh, maybe early May or so. And it was a really interesting thing. I'd never been experienced something like that before. So the way this one worked, you came up and actually we parked uh, in the Magic Kingdom parking lot. Well, we parked at the Magic Kingdom. We actually were pulled in, the bus pulled in behind where the uh, Carousel of Progress is. There's a parking lot back there. And that's where we were let off. And we were taken into a backstage area and then taken over to Cosmic Rays where we had dinner. And they served us dinner. Now, all that are there is high school students. We got there, I want to say we left school at about um, 2.30 in the afternoon, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So we got there, you know, somewhere around 6.00. The park opened up to us at 7, and it was only open to high school students. It's a select number of high school students that were there, a select number of high schools. And from my high school, there was probably two busloads, I think, so about 100 kids or so, give or take. And uh, we, um, we went in. The rules were you had to dress uh, for um, formally. You had to wear a tie and a jacket and uh, nice pants, and girls had to dress in at least uh, like cocktail attire or some, something like that. And, you know, you had to dress, be dressed appropriately and they were checking as everybody was getting off the bus to make sure you were dressed appropriately. We went in and we had dinner at Cosmic Rays. They had a special dinner set out for us. And then we were let loose in the park. And it was something really fun about the whole experience because I wasn't there with my school per se. I wasn't there with my family. I wasn't there with, you know, with, for any other reason other than to have fun with a bunch of other high school seniors. And... I'd heard stories about some high schools having rivalries and having issues while they're in the park. We didn't have any. We were fine. We were having a good time. It was me and four of my friends. I'm sorry. There was four of us total. It was me, Mike, Mark. Mark. Yeah, okay. There was four of us total. And um, we were going around, and we were going to be the four musketeers going around the park. We were just going to have a great time and just enjoy ourselves. But wouldn't you know, somewhere along the way, we run into three girls that these guys knew. And I knew them too, but they were interested in them. I was kind of ambivalent about them. Uh, you know, That sort of a thing, right? You just see sometimes that there's somebody there and you, eh, I'm not so interested. There was another girl I had my eye on, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, uh, so we, were, we saw these girls and uh, they started talking to them. They said, we, hang, we should hang out together. There are four of us. There are three of them. I'm not so interested. Guess who was the odd one out? So I wound up, this was my first time being solo in the Magic Kingdom. So I'm walking around the Magic Kingdom. I'm like going with them for a while, and then I'm like, I'm bored with this. I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be the fifth wheel here, or I guess it'd be the seventh wheel. Uh, I don't want to be the extra wheel on this. I'd rather just go off and enjoy myself. Now, the thing about Grad Night is there's concerts going on throughout the park. There was like one, two, three, four concerts going on, and uh, so I went and checked out some of the concerts. Uh, I went and saw some different things. Weird Al was playing. That was one of my favorite things, and I went to every one of his shows that night. It was just really fun. I think he did three sets, and I went to all three of them, and it was just fun. You know, it was. Uh, he, I was already a fan, but now I became more of a fan just because of how dynamic his personality was. But. I went off and, you know, I, I watched, watched the uh, dynamics of what was going on, how security was working around the parks, how, you know, the, uh, the cast members were treating high school students because they're being overrun by high school students, basically, you know, with nobody to kind of rein them in at all. So it was kind of interesting. And you saw some people, you know, be, you know being told not to, not to do something or to stop doing something or whatever. And it was just kind of interesting. And, you know, girls would take their shoes off because, you know, now their feet are tired because they're wearing high heels and the you know, security officer would come by, you have to wear shoes. So I have to put them back on, and it's like you know things you wouldn't have thought of. You know, you dress nicely, but you didn't think about the right kind of shoes. And it was kind of, it was just kind of, uh, kind of fun. You know, my tie's loosened up by now. I'm still wearing it, but I still have it loosened up. And I'm wandering around the park, and eventually I ran into my friends again. They're like, "Hey, where'd you go?" Uh, well, I didn't want to be an extra wheel, so I wandered off on my own. They're like, "Why? Uh, really? Okay." Anyway, so we all wind up back together. We spend a little bit more time together. We enjoy the rest of the evening. There's some other food out. Whatever, we do that. And then uh, the park closed at, I want to say it was 12, we were back on the bus about 12.30 or so, and then we got home about 3.30 or 4 in the morning, and our parents had to come pick us up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Those of us who drove could drive home, I uh, I think I had my parents pick me up, can't remember why, but um, anyway... It, we, all, you know, we all made it home at uh, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning. I remember distinctly there was one guy at my high school. He was the, uh, the totally preppy guy, right? The guy who was you know, never stepped out of character. You know, He had the sweater around his, his uh, shoulders. He, you know, he, he drove the uh, high-end uh, Toyota Supra, whatever. And uh, we go to the bus at the end of the night, and everybody's kind of disheveled. The shirts are untucked. The ties are loosened, maybe been off. And this one guy, he's still wearing his jacket. His tie is still neatly tied, and it's still very tight around his neck. And he's sitting in the, on the bus. And it's just we're all like, wow that's pretty funny that he uh, he wound up exactly the way we remembered him when we started the night which is kind of funny but anyway it was a good time and we went back and uh, you know that was my uh, my my last trip uh, being a student that way now that's not to say I didn't make other trips being a student when I was at the University of Miami for a couple of years um, we made a couple of trips up I think we made Two and three years or something, where we went up as just a group, a, a group of individuals, we'd drive up, we'd have some fun, we'd spend the day, we'd just hang out for the day, same kind of a thing where we'd get up early in the day, come back late at night, and we'd just have some fun and it was a really good time and you know it was just fun with different people and different experiences and you know, we at that point, we were taking pictures and just being college kids, right, and just enjoying ourselves. Then by the time I got to UCF whole other story because I could go regularly and I could do solo trips kind of regularly and I could just go over there and just kind of enjoy myself but there's something memorable memorable about every one of those trips that I took as a kid you know all the way through high school every one of them was special in its own way and they were all really fun and you know I, I look back at them fondly and I now I see it through the other side when I was watching my daughter go around and I see it from the other perspective and I can see how much fun she was having, and I could see what it was all about. You know there's a certain magic about all of it, and the wonder and fulfillment of it all when you're there with your friends is very different than when you're there with your family. It's just a different experience, and then the different- even different experience when you go solo, and you know you learn to adjust to each of them, and I could see it through her eyes, and it was just so cool. It was just so many neat things to watch. And I, I just wanted to share that, as I kind of had that that memory that uh, tickled my memory about all this stuff that happened and all these different events and how much fun we had going around to uh, through the Magic Kingdom and then to Epcot, and you know, it was just it was just really wonderful. And uh, I'll never forget those moments, and I think they were tr- they were great because they helped shape me and who I am. Like I said, there were other kids going off and you know getting wasted, but I was me, and I was having fun, and I was enjoying what Disney had to offer me, and. Didn't care about that. You know, you get the certain elation from that, and you know, there's that the certain I guess you could you could almost call it an endorphin release, right? Where you get a certain high from just being there and the certain the excitement of it all. And for me, that's good enough. And that's pretty cool. And I think that's what it's what it still is for me. There's a certain excitement for being there. Well, that's my podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. Now, one last thing I wanted to share with you. I've started off my uh, video series about uh, Lost and Found in Disney World, and I hope you'll go check it out. I've got my first episode out there now. Uh, I hope to have many more. I'm editing a whole bunch more because I've got a lot of stuff going on. They're all going to be about five to ten minutes long and talk about a specific point in Disney history or something historical that happened at Disney. And I hope you uh, hope you enjoy that. And if you have any questions about it, thoughts, please shoot me an email, davesdisneyview at gmail.com. And otherwise, that's it for this week. And remember, if we can dream it, we can certainly do it. Bye now.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. We hope you had a pleasant stay and arrive home safely. Please remain seated until your ride vehicle stops completely. Then gather your personal belongings and step out onto the moving platform and yes i know it went by so quickly but don't worry one of the nice things about traveling on this podcast is that the journey is just beginning show notes are available on disneyworldpodcast.net while there please check out some of our affiliates you'll also find links to dave's iphone and ipad apps there's an app for pin trading